Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the You Are Not Alone podcast. My name is Debbie Gold, and I'm here with my son, Greg. Each week on this show, we will talk about the issues that matter most to you. You will find hope, encouragement, and a little bit of Jesus in every show. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. So today we're talking about fentanyl. We're going to talk about the dangers of fentanyl, what it is, the types, where it comes from, signs of overdose, and some rules that could save your life. I think we're going to start with a, uh, a story that was published in the LA Times um, back in November of 2022. So I'm just, I'll just go ahead and read it off to y'all. The summer before 14-year-old Alexander Neville would have entered high school, he sat both of his parents down at the kitchen table in their California home and told them he'd been taking Oxycontin pills he bought on Snapchat. He had self-medicated with pot in the past, but this was different. It has a hold on me, and I don't know why, he told them in 2020. Alexander's mother, Amy, said they called a treatment program the next day and were waiting to hear back on rehab facilities. Alexander got a haircut. He went to lunch with his dad and said goodnight to his parents before going up to his bedroom at the end of the day. The following morning, Neville went to wake Alexander for his orthodontist appointment. She found him unresponsive. His skin was blue and he was breathing, wasn't breathing. After his parents called 911, Alexander was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead at 9.59 a.m. on June 23rd. The drug drug treatment facility called the Nevilles four minutes later. Later that day, a narcotics task force arrived at the Neville family home and told them Alexander's death could have resulted from fentanyl, not oxycodone. Oxycontin, I'm sorry. We didn't understand. How did Alexander take so much oxy that he died? It didn't make sense, Neville said. The fact that he could die from a prescription fill was not on our radar, but there are counterfeits and fakes, and we had no idea. Alexander Neville, 14, died of fentanyl consumption after taking what he thought was an Oxycontin pill in June of 2020. Neville said they found out her son died from a single counterfeit pill containing fentanyl, a tragedy that has been rising in recent years. All right. So sad story. Yeah. Very young kid. Um, I'm just going to talk to you about the facts of fentanyl because people need to be informed about the dangers of this and all the consequences it can have on anyone. Because right now it's the number one leading cause of death for ages 18 to 45 across the nation. Um, 99% of fentanyl overdoses are accidents. Most people um, who suffer like a fentanyl-related death, they think they're taking, you know, Adderall for a prescription or, or self-medicating with different drugs, you know, maybe doing Xanax or Oxys because you're in pain or something. Um, most individuals, individuals that died from this didn't know that they were ingesting the deadly d- drug as we now know fentanyl. Um, fentanyl is very lethal. It is 50 times stronger than heroin which I didn't think could get any worse, and a hundred times stronger than morphine. Morphine already has an extremely addictive, um, you know, makeup, and just fentanyl being a hundred times stronger than that, it just really puts into perspective how powerful this stuff is. Two milligrams. Two milligrams is the dose that it takes to kill. 
That's a small amount of powder that you could less that you could rest on the lead part of a pencil. So, pills containing fentanyl seized by law enforcement have exponentially increased since 2018. Ten deaths went from 253 in 2019 to 680 in 2020. Last year in 2021, teen deaths were 884. Yeah. Hey, Greg, I just want to chime in here. I've been watching the news the last few days and there was a police officer in Florida. I believe it was Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, she pulled over a, uh, a car for whatever reason, traffic violation. And um, she had called in some backup. And when she went, she did her typical traffic stop, traffic stop and said what she needed to say to the people. And then she started doing a search and she found a Rolled up dollar bill. bill, And inside that dollar bill, there was something. And she she had touched it. They didn't say, but they just said there was a drug inside there. And so the backup police comes. They go to their car and they decide it was really windy out. So they decided they weren't going to unroll it and test it right there because it could mess up the evidence with the wind being so high. So they were going to take it back to the uh, police station. And anyway, in the process, she's sitting in the car and she starts getting really lightheaded and she can't really think straight. She said, starts overdosing. Yeah. She started overdosing it. There was fentanyl wrapped up in that dollar bill or that, that bill. And so thankfully the police had some Narcan on them and they gave her three doses of that. And she, she was able to come out of it. But, um, that's just an example of how lethal, um, fentanyl is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a video of a like a, a 24-year-old guy on the street. Some people found him on the street and they took a YouTube video of it because they were trying to save his life because of what happens with fentanyl is basically it relaxes your neurotransmitters so much so that you relax to where you fall asleep and your bloodstream basically stops. So your whole body kind of shuts down slowly. It's kind of like a coma state. And Interesting. So, yeah, people have to either stay awake, you know, get up, drink water, just... Try to stay alert with other people, and you have to get Narcan ASAP because you know you can just pass just like that. Yeah, how you can go. This stuff is. Yeah, you can go quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, on the news, it's all over fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. They're talking a lot about opioids in general. You know, the opioid crisis that has this country by hold. But what is an opioid? Um, opioids are a class of drugs that are illegal, such as heroin and the synthetic opioids produced artificially, such as fentanyl. There are also pain relievers available legally and prescribed by doctors, such as oxycodone or oxycotton, hydrocodone, Vicodin, codeine, morphine, and others. Prescription opioids are generally safe when taken for a short time and is directed by a doctor. Because they produce euphoria in addition to pain relief, they can be misused and have an addiction potential. There are two types of fentanyl. There's pharmaceutical fentanyl, which I just learned today. Um, they're prescribed for very like high class, you know, chemotherapy, cancer patients for mm-hmm. extreme pain relievers, which is what fentanyl was originally meant to do. Um, yeah, it was like a patch after, that they would put on their skin, like after surgery or advanced stage cancer patients, or there's illicit manufacturing in pill pressing laboratories mixed in non-pressed counterfeit pills made to look like Adderall, Xanax, Perks, and Oxys. Um... For example, a fake 30 milligram per pill Percocet will be a round blue pill with the imprint of M30 on it. Most likely it's been distributed in colorful pills resembling candy, otherwise known as rainbow pills. Now, 
you can just find the stuff on the street and there's a lot of Snapchat drugs too going around with all the social media too. It's just made it so much easier to access all these things. And it's scary because young kids don't know what they're getting. They think, Oh, it's a Percocet because he said it's a Percocet. So I'm trying Percocets, but that could be laced with, you know, four milligrams of fentanyl, which is twice the lethal dose. So it's very scary. And where all this stuff is coming from is actually China. China is the primary source of powder form and pill form that fentanyl is trafficked into the U.S. It's sent um, by the international mail services where, you know, people make a lot of it, they ship it, or they just drive it across here or, you know, fly it. Um, China also sends it to Canada and Mexico, and India is now sending it to Mexico as well. Um, it can also be made its way into our country by being smuggled over across the Canadian and Mexican borders. And the reason that people use it <clears throat> in their pills, like these laboratories, it is so cheap and it is so addictive too. So they just make money off the deaths of these people. So. Right. Yeah, it's cheap to make, and it cheap does. It make. comes in a powdered form, and then yeah, it's you just press it with a pill press. Yeah, you. They have these pill pressing factories in Mexico, but also in China. Which is scary because China has no regulations; they have no FDA, so you can put as many as you want. Yeah, or as much as you want. And China has backed off on some of their uh, sending of the drugs to the U.S. and Me- Mexico, but uh, in India stepped in and started taking over a large portion of what is getting sent to other countries. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that's because people are aware of China and they, we have our eyes on China and, um, they're trying to divert the attention to somewhere mm-hmm. else is how I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've seen, you know, countless social media videos of people and cops just even getting in contact with the stuff and their body shuts down. And they overdose immediately. If you see someone that's overdosing and you don't know like what it looks like, here's some signs to look out for. The first thing is small, tiny pupils. Look at their dilating. Look if they're very white. If there's hollowness in them, falling asleep or losing consciousness. If they look like they're passing out or they're possibly just going to a different state, you need to keep them awake because, like I said, their body just shuts down when they fall asleep because they're so relaxed. Weak or no breathing. Um, your central nerve shuts down. Same with your lungs. So you need to keep breathing. Um, Choking or gurgling sounds. Mm-hmm. Your whole body relaxes, so your throat kind of chokes up, too. That, that's what that police officer said. She said she didn't realize she was doing it, but when she went back and listened to uh, a video recording, you know how the cops have those uh, cameras? Ax- body cams, yeah. Yeah. Um, she could hear herself gurgling. Uh, gurgling, yeah. Yeah, because you can just, it's your body's just trying to get air. Mm-hmm. Limp body. Um, you turn blue and you, you get cold, basically, because you're just, your body's shutting down. It's it's not doing well with this fentanyl, so... Typically, you can't stand. And when it says limp body, I think that, you know, you she couldn't stand. stand. You, go, you go limp, basically. Mm-hmm. And you go cold or pale, and then, you know, your skin gets discolored, like lips or your nails. Um, and just look at your forehead. Forehead. I've seen people where their forehead changes colors, which is crazy. Mm. Responding to someone who's overdosing. You see someone overdosing, the first thing you're going to do is call 911 immediately, and you're going to check these people out, and you're going to see the signs of you know, how they're doing. If you see any of the signs of overdosing, try to find Narcan immediately. It can save someone's life. It can be seconds. School nurses and law enforcement always carry Narcan. So just look around and ask if there's a nurse nearby if you see someone overdosing or anything. Um, Middle school, high school, and college kids are dying all over the country. 
and fentanyl is all over social media. Yeah, I want to back up a little bit about, um, you know, you can purchase uh, Narcan, so know where to get it. It might be a little pricey, but it may not hurt to have some on you or, you know, keep some in your car or, you know, some in your, at your home. You just never know when someone's going to get some, they don't intentionally mean to have, have it and it could take their lives. So uh, Greg and I came up with some rules that we um, wanted to share with you that, that could save your life. Um, the first one that we identified is to never take a pill that's not prescribed. If someone is selling pills on social media or in uh, school, uh, school, you know, claiming they're like Xanax or Adderall or Percocet, and you buy one, you may, ne- may be getting a pill that has fentanyl in it. And the person selling it may not even know. So there's just no way to know, and it's certainly not worth your life. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got this, you know, I got this, this new shipment of Xanax. Okay, where'd you get that Xanax from? Oh, my buddy. He knows a buddy. Oh, you, you, where that, where's that? Who's your buddy that knows a buddy? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know that guy. Who's but, your buddy? It, yeah, it's just, <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from. So it's like my mom said, it's not worth your life at all. And kids my age are dying from this stuff every day. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one would be understand that no legitimate pharmaceuticals can be sold on social media. So if someone is selling something, it's illegal, first of all. And second of all, it could cost you your life. And thirdly, uh, understand that people who die from fentanyl have no idea what they're taking. The seller says it's Xanax or Adderall, but how do you, you know? How do they know? We already mentioned that. Um, they may be selling with full intention that there is no fentanyl in it, but it could, there could be. And, you know, how do you trust it? Uh, case in point, Melanie Ramos, a 15-year-old in Hollywood, died in September after she and her friend took what they believed to be a Percocet pill they bought from another student on campus. Police said the pill was actually fentanyl. And the saying goes, Greg? One, one pill can kill. That's right. <clears throat> one pill can kill. Um, <clears throat> let's take some time to talk about like why adolescents and young adults turn to taking pills. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what do you do? You have any thoughts about that, Greg? Um, I don't know. I mean, the I guess what goes through someone's head when they try to buy a Xanax, or you know, you see some online. It's like, oh, that might be fun. I want to try that. You know, mm-hmm. a new thing. You know, just trying something out, or maybe you have a party you're going to, or people are doing drugs or stuff like that. It's your environment. It's who you surround surround yourself with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there could be a lot of pressure from friends, social media, other things like that. But yeah, just the feeling, I guess. But trying something new. But you know, there's no way to try something new. If yeah, it takes your life. you know, so. it used to be when I was young, and you know, you had to when you were, you know, it's it was always be careful with drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's taking a drug is a matter of life or death. So yeah. you just can't, you just can't. It's just not the same world that it used to be, and. Mm-hmm. um you know, I think that the, the, you know, we all have a lot of pressures, stresses, adults and young people alike. But, um, you know, I know for young people, it's like, you know, the demands of sports and homework, trying to fit in, um, you know, trying to get into the best colleges, all those pressures. It's just so much. And, um, you know, keeping up with social media, we're talking about social media. Uh, I mean, my head spins every time I think about it, and uh, I, I just can't, and I don't anymore. I might get on every now and then, but I, I just don't. It's too much. It's pressure. It's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. 
And now because of social media, this is how drug dealers can get to kids and they make their money and they don't know if you're going to live or, you know, live or die and they don't really care. Yeah. It's called blood money for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think, I think going back to all the pressures, I mean, I feel that kids are under a lot of stress and anxiety because of all these pressures. You know, I know you, Greg, in college this last semester, you know, just talking about that during a a period of the semester. And um, it is, and it's very real. So I just wanted to say, if you're feeling stressed out or you have some anxiety, um, first of all, I would suggest just talking to a parent or a friend. If you don't feel you can talk to your parents, um, you know, identify a a close friend that you could talk to. You can also always go to your school counselor. You know, they're always there for you. And then thirdly, because of my Christian faith, I would suggest that you turn to God. And I know God answers prayers from my experience. And um, if you have faith and complete trust in that God will answer your prayers, he does. And um, I, I would just thank him in advance. And you could say a quick little prayer like, just thank you, God, for giving me a solution to my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you say it in advance, you know, you'll see some progress because he answers prayers if you're faithful. So again, just thank God for giving you a solution to your problem. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's all we have for you today. I know in the future we're going to be talking about, you know, mental health stuff. We've got social media, you know, different, um, different topics coming up in the, in the weeks ahead here. And we're really excited to be able to share those with you. So that's all we have for today. Remember, never, ever take a pill that has not been prescribed by your doctor or a psychiatrist. Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate you. And if you like what you have heard, hit the subscribe button. I can't get this out. And tell all your friends about us. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you, Jesus, for this episode. And goodbye.